0: Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today to the JTP Church podcast. We hope God speaks to you through this message. If you want to share with us what God is doing in your life, you can write us at hello at jtp.church. If you would like to partner with us and make a financial gift to our ministry, you can visit us at www.jtp.church to make a donation. Now sit back and enjoy the message. So you guys may be seated. Good to be in the house of God. Why don't you high five yourself? Or if you're sitting with a family member, you know, fist bump, high five. Please intensify your prayers for the Miami Heat. We really need to win tomorrow. We can't let them tie the series. I think that uh, we'll be back on track. All right? They just took a little breather here. Speaking of breathers, I want to talk to you a little bit about something that I've never preached about this in my life. As a matter of fact, it's something that God has just opened my eyes to to another level, and hopefully he does the same to you this afternoon. I want to talk to you about the Sabbath. The sacred art of resting. How many of you guys like to rest? Uh Uh-huh. Now, there's another side to the sermon, and maybe this is the kind of sermon that maybe lazy people would say amen to, right? Uh There's another side to that because before I get into the topic, God does say that we need to be diligent in our work and what we do. We need to get better at crafting our skill in whatever we do. By no means do I want you to take this like, we have to be lazy. God says we have to be diligent. But this is something that right before this pandemic started, it's, it's been a global problem. And I wanna start off with a report submitted to the government of Japan. For sake of argument, to not disclose his identity, we're gonna call him Mr. A, all right? And Mr. A, he had worked for a large Japanese food processing company for many years. Often working up to 110 hours a week. Let me put that in perspective a little bit. 110 hours a week, that's like two and a half, 40 hour weeks into one week. It's like working 40 hours a week, two and a half of those weeks, all crammed into one. It's the same thing as working 16 hours a day for seven days a week. And he did this week after week, year after year, month after month. They found Mr. A dead in his office, the victim of a massive heart attack. He was 34 years old. In Japan, they call it Karoshi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing these things. I don't speak Japanese, Chinese, Mandarin, South, I don't know. Uh, but in Japan they call it karoshi. In China, they call it gualoasi. I think that's how you pronounce it. In South Korea, they call it guarosa. What in the world are these three terms? These three terms were recently invented and added to the dictionary to describe something so new to their language or to their culture that they didn't have a word to describe it. The definition of these three words is the act of literally working to death. These three Asian cultures agreed that they needed a word to describe a phenomenon that has become common where people fall dead from working long hours under too much pressure with little or no rest. So, three things here working too many hours with a lot of pressure, with little or no rest. And you know, I know we're in the middle of a pandemic and everything, but right before the pandemic, that sounded like many Americans way of life working too many hours a lot of pressure and little to no rest I love God because God always has a solution for us for everything like Danny was just talking about financially how God has a financial plan for our lives to bless us financially because God wants your well-being well same as God wants your well-being financially God also wants your well-being so that you could last long so that if you have kids, you can enjoy your kids. If you have a marriage, your marriage won't fail. And I guess the question, the obvious question, is: Does God have a plan for all this that's going on? And He does. It's called rest. Can anybody say rest? One day a week. I want you to go with me to Exodus chapter sixteen. This was pre-testament. Okay. This. Before God even put that on the tablets, God said this. And and we're going to start reading in Exodus chapter 16, verse 23. Today's going to be a little bit different than other Sundays. But this is going to help you. Maybe not now. Maybe it is going to help you now. Maybe it is something that you're just going to store on your hard drive. And it's just going to help you throughout life. And sometimes we come to church and we receive something that's going to bless us with what we're going through right now. Sometimes we just have to store things for when we need them. So Exodus chapter 16, verse 23 says, he told them, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow will be a day of complete rest. Everybody say, complete rest. A holy Sabbath day set apart for the Lord. We set apart this day for who? For the Lord. All right. So bake and boil. Any bakers here? Yeah? Yeah. Any people like to break here? No? All right. A few. So bake and boil as much as you want today and set aside what is left for tomorrow. So they put aside some until morning just as Moses had commanded. And in the morning the leftover food was wholesome and good without maggots or odor. Moses said, eat this food today for today is a Sabbath day dedicated to the Lord and then There's something that I want to draw your attention to. It says, there will be no food on the ground today. So check this out by that phrase right there. There will be no food on the ground today. It talks about the Lord's provision. And I think it's fascinating because if you guys remember a little bit of history, Bible history, uh, when God uses Moses to deliver all those people out of Egypt and he brings them towards the promised land, they're... During 40 years in the desert, right? They're walking around in circles because they're disobedient and whatnot. And during those four years, God provided for them. How did God provide for them? He would make it rain bread from heaven, manna. But the first time this happened, when they started praying to God, God, we're hungry and we're here in the desert. You brought us out here just to die. What's the deal? At least we had food in Egypt. They started complaining. So God sent manna. It just started raining like cornflakes. I mean, it was just heavenly. Uh, I wonder what that might have tasted like, right? Uh, But it started raining, and this is what the people did. They started bunching it all up and storing it. And they ate, but they also stored. And what happened was the following day, when they woke up, the part that they had stored was filled with maggots, and it started smelling bad, and it started decomposing, because God wanted them to trust him on a daily basis. Hello. No, let me just save some for tomorrow. No, you are going to trust me day in and day out. Because I I got your back, but I want you to trust me. That's where our faith comes in, right? So, But this is incredible because here, something supernatural happens. He says, on Fridays, you are going to store some. Every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you guys are going to pick up for one day. But on Fridays, you guys are going to pick double the amount that you usually pick up. And on Saturdays, you guys are going to wake up and you're not going to go to the ground because there's not going to be some. I'm going to provide for you on Friday so that you could eat Friday and so that you could rest on Saturday and have something to eat for Saturday. Isn't God amazing? Come on, can we give it up for him? So he's telling him, don't go out on the field to pick up. And just bear with me because this has a lot to do with our lives today, okay? I'm just trying to show the story. And we're going to use this story throughout uh, the next couple of minutes. But I want you to pay attention to this because it talks about the Lord's provision. God wants us to trust him that he will provide for us. So he tells him, don't go out to the field to pick up on Saturday because I've already made provision for your Saturday on Friday." What God was telling him is, if you work that day, I'm not going to help you. If you work that day, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to be there. You are supposed to rest. And now in verse 26, if you continue reading with me, it says, You may gather the food for six days, but the seventh day is a Sabbath. There will be no food on the ground that day. Some of the people went out anyway. Sounds to me like Miami. (laughs) <laughs> on the seventh day but they found not jtp church of course they went out anyways but they found what no food no food god but what happened we're, we're doing this every single day and every single day it rains but there's nothing on the ground today what's the deal and then the lord asked moses how long will these people refuse to obey my commandments and instructions they must realize that the Sabbath, check this out, get this please. The Sabbath is the Lord's gift to who? To you. It's, it's our gift. What does God get out of your rest? Nothing. It's a gift from God. He says, look, you guys worked hard. Six days, rest. Rest. Okay? You don't have to work that day. I'm going to provide for you. I'm Whatever day it is, and we're not going to be religious. I'm going to get into that in a little bit because some people are just, it has to be Saturday. No, no, no. And Jesus taught about that. He covered that. We're going to talk about that. That's another. We'll get to that. But God wanted you to have a day where you rest, where you don't have to cook. How many say amen? Where are the people that cook here? How many ladies cook here? Let me see. Raise your hand. Ladies that cook. How many guys cook here? Okay, the cooks, the chefs, yeah. So God says, look, there's a day where you got to rest don't cook go to a restaurant and have people serve you and when you go I'm going to provide enough for you from what you did the previous six days so you could sit down and not order an appetizer because I'm going to provide so that you can look at the bottom of the menu where the good stuff is right and all of this God planned for who come on people for us for us that is why he gives you A two-day supply, I'm in verse 29, on the sixth day. So there will be enough for two days. On the Sabbath day, you must each stay in your place. Don't go out and pick up food on the seventh day. So the people, finally, did not gather any food on the seventh day. Obviously, there was none. So why did God do this? Why did God institute this? Is it because God wants to keep us from working and having a better life and accomplishing the American dream? Is that what God wants? Is that the bottom line? No, God does it to protect us. Just like the tithing. You know, why does God want Want us to give him 10% because he wants to take away from our money that we earned with the sweat of... No, no, it's because God wants to bless you. He has a system in place. He has commandments in place that he put there to bless you. God does not need money. He does not need your money. He doesn't need your car. He doesn't need your house. He's got enough. Trust me. He's got enough. But he wants us to trust him. Let's move along. Now, why the Sabbath? Why should I rest? And I want to just use the next few minutes that I have uh, to give you three reasons why Sabbath is important today, 2020. All right, first reason, say it loud with me. It is a commandment. All right, let's try that again. That was definitely not loud. Count of three. It is a commandment. One, two, three. Okay, that's the first reason. And that should be, you know, we don't need more after that, right? God commanded. As a matter of fact, it's in His top ten list. Exodus chapter 20, we're going to read it now in a little bit, but when Moses goes up and grabs commandments, I mean, God gave him the top 10. He says, look, if you follow these, you, you'll be good. And one of them was this one, was the ability, ability to rest. Did you know that God spoke more about this commandment, keeping the Sabbath, than any other commandment? Isn't that crazy? Go with me to Exodus chapter 20. And we're going to start reading verse number 8. And it says, remember, he tells him again, to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Now, when God says to keep something holy, what holy means is just separate it, set apart, all right? Just that day, set it apart. It's, it's to be used to worship God, to be with your family, and to rest. You have six days each week to answer your emails and take your calls But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your house may do any work. This includes you, includes your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your animals, your dog, your cat, and any foreigners living among you. This is the commandment. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the top 10 commandments. This is important. And we don't put enough emphasis in this. At least I haven't. This has the same weight as you shall not kill. This has the same weight as you shall not lie. Hey, you better honor your father and your mother if you want to live a long life. Because the promise is: if you don't honor your father and your mother, you won't live a long life. It has the same weight has the same weight as all of these. And then in verse 11, it says, For in six days the Lord made, and, and now you see where this comes from, okay? In six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day, he did what? God rested. Hey, he is God. He is the almighty. He can do anything. But yet on the seventh day, he decided to what? I'm going to chill. I'm going to rest. Time out. I need a time out. I need to gather myself. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day. So check this out. There is a blessing on that day. And, and we need to understand this. We need to understand that there's a blessing on God on that day that God will provide for you on that day if you keep his commandment and you have a day in your week where you separate it to rest. You don't do anything. Okay? You don't do any work That's what I'm trying to say. So who created the work week? Or who created the week? God. God was the one. Man did not create the week. God said, look, I'm gonna work six days and I'm gonna rest the seventh. God was the one who instituted a seven-day week. He could have done it, he could have made it a four-day week, he could have made it a 10-week, 10-day week, a 20-day week. But God, for a reason, made a seven-day week, and he instituted six to work. And one to rest. So isn't it interesting that one of the one of or the only commandment that Christians don't mind breaking is this one? Isn't it interesting? That, oh my gosh, I would never murder. By no means. I love peace. Well, I will never tell a lie. I know it's wrong. I've done it before, God, but, you know, I know it's not the right thing to do. I've got to be a truthful person. And, and, and we feel convicted even when we make mistakes and, or we're trying to honor our parents, but, you know, they get on our case and sometimes we react and we, we, we scream at them or something and then the Holy Spirit convicts us. Man, I shouldn't do that. You know, I've got to honor them. You know, uh, we, we don't want to break those commandments, but then rest, we don't even think of it as a commandment. Let's be honest. It's like, I could break this. It's not a big deal. As a matter of of fact, God's going to be proud of me because I'm working my butt off for my family. But no, God says, look, there's a blessing on that day if you honor God. Not so many amens today. So (laughs) my question to you is, why why do we make that distinction? Why do we... Put value to some commandments, you know, high value, and then other ones we, we just don't care, just right. It's not a big deal if I work. Pastor, my friend hooked me up. Look, I can make two hundred bucks this Sunday. So you know what? Last, I'm sorry for the last. I've gotten these calls. I'm sorry. For, last minute, I'm sorry, but you know, I gotta I gotta take this and. And it's not that the person hasn't had work because we're going to get into the religious aspect of this that some people just take this to another level and they just put a burden that nobody can carry. But sometimes that person's been working but just it's, they, don't, they don't have that time where you separate and you honor God that day to say, look, Sunday, I'm going to come and worship God. I don't care what they offer me because I know that six days, but with God's blessing, if I work six days, but I have God's blessing, it's better than if I work seven days without God's blessing. I'm going to be more productive if I do things God's way. Same with the tithing. Same, same principle. I'm going to be more prosperous 90% by giving God tithe and having his blessing than if I stay with 100%, right? And, and without God's blessing. So same principle. And I think the, the greatest and most obvious modern day example is Chick-fil-A. Have you guys... I mean, it's crazy. I was telling people in the first service a couple of Sundays ago, I'm like, I woke up hungry, and, you know, I was studying. I always like to wake up really early on Sundays and just go over my notes and pray, and I have, I have a coffee with God, and I do my thing. And then uh, I got up in the car, and I'm like, you know, I'm a little hungry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass by Chick-fil-A and get me something really quick. And I passed by, and I'm like, well, is it under construction? What's the deal? What? Oh, my, it's a Sunday. That's right, for, for most of, you, most of you guys know, Chick-fil-A closes on Sunday. And you're like, oh, wait, a fast food restaurant? Closing on Sunday when people aren't, most people aren't working, they're going out, and that's the best day for business. You can't close on a Saturday or a Sunday if you're a restaurant, but they close. Do they have the blessing of God? I mean, sometimes I'm trying to get, like I live in Miramar, and there's, a, there's this uh, shopping center where there's a Chick-fil-A. Uh, And sometimes uh, I'm going to Home Depot. There's a Home Depot right there too, right? And sometimes I try to get it at Home Depot. I can't get in because of a line of Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, Jesus. uh, I mean, are they giving away food? What's the deal? And Monday through Saturday, packed, packed. They have people outside literally with the iPads taking orders. And they have to do double. I mean, just crazy. Why? It's a modern-day example that this works in 2020. This works it worked back then and it works now why because they honor god with that they honor god they say you know what sunday is the day of the lord we're not going to open for business we're going everybody is going to go to their church we're going to give god thanks for what he's done monday through saturday amazing and we see the results so the other extreme also can be a little dangerous some can get really religious and legalistic with this commandment. So I've heard somebody say, so what, pastor? Football players are going all to hell because they, play, they work on Sunday. I'm like, it's, it's ignorant to think that way, right? Uh, baseball players play on Sundays as well. God tells us six days we work, one we rest. You guys are resting today, right? You guys are here. You're, I'm working. So what, am I going to hell? <laughs> I'm not keeping the Sabbath. No, it doesn't work that way. I have Tuesday. Tuesday's my day off. That's my Sabbath. So we can't be so religious. uh, Oh, it's Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Because we're going to see now through the Bible that religious people back in Jesus' days also caught Jesus doing stuff and working during the Sabbath. And Jesus says, look, we're going to get to that now. But just to give you a little heads up, Jesus says, look, I created the Sabbath to serve you. Not so you can serve the Sabbath right? So the Sabbath was a way of helping us be restful and get our rest. Okay, so like all commandments, every single commandment has a blessing attached. Everybody say, every commandment has a blessing attached. Alright? And also, it has consequences if I don't keep it. For example, if I murder, are there consequences? You better believe it. Better believe it. If I lie, Are there consequences? Yep. Maybe not instantly, but it'll catch up to you, brother. You better believe it. What makes us think that this one doesn't have any consequences? Of course, it's a commandment. And if we break this keeping the Sabbath, there will be consequences. Okay, so we talked about the Sabbath being a commandment. The second reason why it's important to keep the Sabbath is because it's a witness. It's a testimony. I want you to go to Exodus chapter 31 verse number 14 it says again you must keep the Sabbath day for it is a holy day for you anyone who desecrates it must be put to death they didn't play back in the OT all right yeah so there's two things going on here if you desecrate it you can be put to death And then anyone who works on that day will be cut off from the community. So if I desecrate it, put to death. If I work on that day and I disobey, I'm going to be put off from the community. In the Old Testament, out of the 10 commandments that God gave Moses, four of them had death sentences. Okay? If I committed murder, death sentence. All right? If I... um, if I committed mur- murder, death sentence. If I committed adultery, death sentence. If I didn't honor my father and my mother consistently, I had a continual, um, I was continual diso- disobeying them, death sentence. And not keeping the Sabbath or or uh, disrespecting it, like if, what was the word it used? Desecrating it, also a, descent, a death sentence. So, parents, next time your kids disobey. <laughs> You tell him, if this was the Old Testament, (laughs) just a joke. When God is telling us, God is telling us that if we work seven days, you're going to die before your time. That's basically what God is trying to tell you. Look, if you're going to overwork yourself, just like Mr. A in the example that I just shared with you at the beginning, you're going to work yourself to death. You're going to die before time, before your time. You're going you're to miss out on what your kids are doing. You're going to create stress in your marriage. You're going to do a lot of things that could be avoided if you just keep this commandment because the Sabbath is for who? Come on, people. For us. For us. And then in verse 16, it says, The people of Israel must keep the Sabbath day by observing it from generation to generation. This is a covenant obligation for all time for when there's another version that says that it's a perpetual commandment what does perpetual mean forever it means that now in 2020 i gotta keep this if i love jesus and if i love god and i want to walk according to his ways i can't ignore this just as i keep all the other commandments i gotta keep this i gotta have a day where i come where i worship god where I spend with my family, where I don't do any work and I just rest. Okay. I don't have time to get into this, but if you want to jot down in your notes, jot down Leviticus chapter 25 because something interesting happens here. God had instructed also that not only people should rest, the earth had to rest. And if you look and you start reading, In Leviticus chapter 25, it talks about that we were able to, you know, sow into the earth, work the land. He talks about, um, what else, planting their fields, pruning their vineyards, harvesting crops. But in the seventh year, the land must have a Sabbath year of complete rest. You couldn't work it. You got to let it rest so that it could regain its strength and then... Once the Sabbath year is over, then you can continue to work the field and you're going to have an amazing harvest. What happens now? We're we're overworking the earth. You know, one of the craziest things, some of you guys know that one of my hobbies is spearfishing. And when this whole pandemic hit, for four months or for three months, they closed the beaches. So, you know, you couldn't. You can throw your boat out there. You can go spearfishing. You can do anything. And once they reopened, we got together with our friends. We were, you know, checking out the news, see when we could finally go because, you know, uh, we wanted to get back. And once they reopened, it was crazy how in three months marine life just flourished. It was crazy. I remember that first day we went spearfishing. It was four of us. And we have, like, bags, like, from the floor to here. They're like lobster bags, but we put lobsters and fish there. It wasn't lobster fish season, but we filled up both bags full of hawkfish and snapper and grouper. And we were like, this is crazy. And, and I was thinking, you know, I was, as I was preparing this message, how crazy it is that if we just, you know, take, let the, the, the ocean, let the land rest, if we rest, how we can become replenished. This works. It's a godly principle. In verse 17, it says, On the seventh day, God stopped working and was refreshed. Everybody say refreshed. I went into the original language, and in the original language, what does refreshed mean? He says, he took a breath. It says that he inhaled. And I started thinking about this, and the Holy Spirit started bringing to mind How did God create the universe, the world, when he he said, let there be light? I just gave it away, but (laughs) let there be light. With words, right? He created everything with his word. So God was speaking things. That's how he works. He speaks things into existence. Let there be light. Boom. Boom. Right? Let, let, the, let the oceans produce living beings, you know, the fish, the, the whales and whatnot. So everything, God spent six days creating with his words. And when you speak words, what are you doing? You're exhaling. You're exhaling. And God was constantly exhaling. And then on the seventh day, finally, he sat down and he, <sighs> he inhales. How many of you guys have ever heard people say, just let me catch, I need to catch my breath. Right? Because you've been so busy. You've been doing so, "Ah, I just need to catch my breath. I just, and the Bible says that God was refreshed and, and clicked. It clicked. God was exhaling, exhaling, and he needed time, being God, to just sit down and just exhale, I'm sorry, inhale, be refreshed and gather himself because by doing so i could be creative again i could have a time where i'm at peace where i'm resting and then you know the burdens of life just fall because i'm trusting that god will provide for me i don't have to go out and work the seventh day i could i'm gonna go and worship god because i trust that he will provide me and then i'm gonna go out and enjoy myself with my family and i'm gonna go out to a restaurant and i'm gonna i'm not going i'm not even gonna cook because we're just gonna enjoy ourselves Trusting in God's provision, and you know what? This relaxing and this separating that day—it's gonna ga- make me gather myself so that I could be creative for the following week, so that I could be productive for the following week. And then it all clicked. This is how, this is what God wanted to do. It's not for God's benefit, but for whose? Ours. So to finish off, the third and last point: Why should we keep the Sabbath? Because it's a commandment. I forgot to get to the end of it. I said because it's a witness tool. Back in the days, if we bring it to modern times, somebody will call and say, hey, Jimmy, you know what? I'm going to be at your store on Saturday because i got to pick up some parts. You know, I'm doing this job. And Jimmy would say, hey, don't come Saturday because we're closed Saturday. He was a Jewish owner. Uh, what do you mean you're closed on Saturday? Saturdays. When everybody's open, what do you mean you're closed? Yeah, I'm closed. We keep the Sabbath. We keep the what? Yeah, my family keeps the Sabbath. What is the Sabbath? Oh, let me sit down and let me tell you. Our God instituted, and it was a worship. It was a witnessing tool. It was a sign. And the third reason why we should keep the Sabbath is because it's a blessing. Everybody say it's a blessing. How many of you guys like to be blessed? Raise your hand. Okay. This is a way that God wants to bless you. Go with me quickly to the book of Mark, chapter 2, verse 23. It says, one Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through the grain fields, his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat. But the Pharisees said to Jesus, Look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? There are them religious people. Jesus said to them, haven't you ever read the scriptures, what David did when he and his company were hungry? He went into the house of God during the days of of Abiathar, when he was the high priest. And he broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests were allowed to eat. He also gave some to his companions. And then Jesus said to them, and here's the point that I want to drive home. The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people. And not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. So God was telling them, look, listen. You're giving us help because my disciples, we've been working, we've been serving. And they're passing, they're hungry. And they saw some grains and they cut some grains and they started eating. And the Pharisees were always, always on the lookout to see what they could catch the followers of Jesus doing that goes against the law. So they started being very religious. And some people are like, oh, no, it's, it's Saturday. It's, I can't push a button on the elevator because that's work. I mean, come on. Are you serious? Are you serious? I, then in that case, you can't take the fork to your mouth because that would be work too, right? You can't breathe. Can't breathe. That's work. So uh, some people, sometimes they get so religious and God, look, all God wants you to do is to work six days but separate one day, whether it's Tuesday, whether it's Sunday. Hopefully it's Sunday so you can come and worship God because, you know, it's a great day. But if you happen to be working on a Sunday because your schedule requires you to do so, man, you know what? Find a day. you could be connected to God and just rest connected with your family because that is a day that God has blessed Mm -hmm. I've been told "Well, well pastor what if there's an emergency well Jesus covered that he said if your cattle falls into a pit on the sabbath pull it out don't be so religious right because the Pharisees were always looking, oh my gosh, they took some grains. Jesus said, Look, listen, if you're a farmer, because there was a lot of people used to farm back in those days, if you're a farmer and you have uh, an ox or you have something and, and it falls in a ditch, oh my gosh, there goes my animal. Can't do anything. Let me see if I could think them out of the pit. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> it's like, Jesus says, Listen, get them out. Get them out. Don't be so religious, right? However, however, I will add, if, caught, if your cattle falls on a ditch every single week, then we have a, that means you're not such a good manager. There's some people that have cattles falling every week. So there's two sides to everything, right? When we adopt, and as I finish, just, just get this as we are wrapping this up. When we adopt God's system, whether it's for rest, whether it's for for our money management whether it's for service and and giving of ourselves when we adopt god's way of doing things ideas will begin to flow you'll start being creative again you know sometimes we we maybe we don't work on the sixth day but our mind is at work maybe you're not literally in the office but you're like and god says that's the same thing same thing right You're, you're working some people can't rest because they, go, they fall asleep and they're already thinking about what they got to do the following day. And it's like, I mean, I'm all for you being prepared and being diligent, but you need to rest or else you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to burn yourself out. And you know who suffers? Your kids. Your, your, your family. Your purpose. Your destiny. Your church. Because you're not giving you know, and serving people the way God called you to do. Right? So you're, you are refreshed to start again, even if you were successful the first time around. You know, just, man, God, I put this business, this business didn't go, you know, as, as I thought it would. But you know what? I'm going to take a day to just be with you and be with my family. I'm just going to relax. And I trust you that in resting, you will, you will give provision so that, you know, you have something else prepared. I trust you enough for that. Can you trust God enough To rest, and maybe I was like God. I was debating, God, should I bring this message? And why do you want me to talk about this right now? There's some people that aren't even working because of the pandemic. You know, the whole service industry, the whole restaurant. I mean, there's people that need jobs, and you know, sometimes God speaks to things that you need right now, and sometimes God speaks to things, and you just gotta download them into your heart and just keep them there for when you do need them. Uh, But there's a reason for everything. And maybe this is just a break that God gave us, like a forced Sabbath. Same way the, the oceans replenished. Maybe you just needed to replenish. Maybe your family needed to replenish. And now that you have, you know, what God said and how to do things the right way, now you can start afresh and start with God's blessing. How about that? How many of you know and trust God enough that in resting... God will provide for you. Do you have faith that this will work? Stand on your feet, JTP Church. If we summarize all of this, listen. The only reason why someone won't keep the Sabbath is simply because they just don't trust God. They just don't trust God. No, I need to, I need to, hustle. I need to hustle. I need to hustle. And I'm all for hustle. I'm all for you being diligent. Do that. But rest on the sixth day. Hustle for six. Hustle for six. You know? Emprende. <clears throat> you know, get get out. Wake up early. Study. Do your thing. Early bird gets the worm. Do, do it. But take a day to replenish. Because when you do that, it's going to bless you. And it's going to create, you know, a, a whole different atmosphere in your family, in your home. And you're going to supernaturally see God's provision over your life. Amen? So let's close our eyes. And let's, uh, let's present to God everything that we're going through. God knows your situation. Maybe there's some people here that are out of work. Man, trust God. Trust God that he's going to. Maybe you're, you're tired of resting. Maybe you're, this message was not for me. Maybe it will be one day. But right now, it's not for me. I, I, need to get, you know, I need to get a job. I need to start doing something. Hey, God's going to provide God's going to open. But remember when he does to do things the right way. Father God, I thank you so much because you speak to us. And even in details of our everyday life, God, sometimes we do things and and we just don't have direction, God. We think that by working more, we're going to have more. But we don't realize that there's a commandment and there's a blessing even. That if we rest and if we trust you, in that day that you will provide for us even more abundantly than if we will work seven days god i pray that not just in the area of work not just in the area of money but just in every single aspect of our lives that we would trust you that your way is the best way we surrender, God, and we submit. And I pray for those that maybe this message did drive home. Maybe they've been overworking and they, they haven't had time to relax and to enjoy life. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit will minister to them and that they would value this commandment just like they value all the other ones, God. And that they would assign the same amount of value. God, We, I need to rest. I need to, and I'm going to make the following adjustments in my life i pray that your holy spirit will give them practical ways god to be able to apply this so that they can be blessed so that their family can be blessed so that their business can be blessed and i thank you so much god because everything we talked about today it's because you gave us this day for us it is a blessing it is a blessing the sabbath is a blessing for us thank you god for loving us so much We praise you and we thank you and we declare that this is going to be an amazing week. That this is going to be an amazing Sabbath right now. For those that are resting on Sunday and they don't have to go to work now. God, we're going to spend time with our family. And we're going to watch the dolphins and go dolphins. And God, it's going to be amazing. And then tomorrow we're going to tackle everything that we need to tackle tomorrow. Thank you, Jesus, because you love us enough even to think about these small details. Amen and amen. Come on. Can you give it up?